War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're having a fantastic year. They're open seven days a week. Uh, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Also, look for them on Facebook, Full Scale Nursery everything you need to make your home a showstopper and annuals perennials tree shrubs hanging pots 10 inch 12 inch moss baskets hanging impatience large selection beautiful patio pots vegetable plants and herbs tropical mandevillas full scale nursery and they're just getting started it's going to be a fantastic summer hey beautify your home your property with pr landscape materials and garden center 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown and look for them on facebook well folks um it is wednesday it is june 22nd i'm not breaking any news here you know what's interesting is early voting now starts on this friday is going to be june 24th early voting starts august 24th the 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 window is narrowing and for those that are in the race that have been waiting this is currently going to be the month of july is when they have to jump into action just looking at the race for governor there are a number of of campaigns governor mckee continues you know yesterday with the photo op as far as the gun bills even though i don't think that that magazine ban is going to hold up with the supreme court it doesn't matter he had the the red shirt on and he's got all the people around him and blah 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 even though folks i want to be very clear i don't think that's going to have any impact on gun violence in the city of providence and i mean zero so rhode island has some some pretty strong gun laws rhode island does have the background checks and red flag so i think um those are some things that don't exist in texas rhode island does rhode island and massachusetts are two of the safest states when it comes to um as far as gun deaths now listen it, it is a problem around the country but it's far more of a problem in certain states compared to our area but um you're going to start to see i think a mad dash and some candidates are going to start to panic a little bit i'm staying with my predictions who i think is going to be successful here with the primaries and i want to be very clear folks that um someone like a nelly gorbea i believe afterwards that people are going to say, wow, she shouldn't have been running and involved in the election as Secretary of State, but that's going to be afterwards. And Governor McKee feels that he can kind of outdo her when it comes to mail ballots and all this other foolishness. But you already see the effect of it. There's, um, people are not watching television. Uh, a lot, some of the, A lot of the candidates, that Helena Folks campaign is nowhere, finding it hard to get attention, tough. She should be running as an independent, not as a Democrat. 
Um, she is still in single digits. Still, still some time to go, but the window is going to start to close. And then you just have to wonder, how do you reach people in July? How do you reach people in July and August? How do you break through and get people to pay attention to your message? So as far as the CD2 race, that's the Langevin seat. Again, right now, Seth Magaziner, there's no one even running like a number two to him. Uh, he is far and away in command. He's not even breaking a sweat. Again, someone could say they're going to make a late push, but I just want to remind people that the, the primary day is September 13th. A lot of these races are going to be decided before September. These races will be decided before September. I believe that this primary, and this is wrong. This is not the way we should be doing it. I want to be very clear about that. I'm not saying I agree with it. But the, the entire focus of how the campaigns are run, how this whole thing is done, has to do with collecting ballots. And whether they're, they're emergency ballots or early voting or whatever it is where people you can now vote by home, um, that's, that's just the new way that they're doing it. And therefore, there's, there's less reason to go out into the public and make your argument and try to get it through to people and try to get your ideas to take off. Um, even if someone does very, very well at the very end, and you could see that on the debate stage, uh, to me, it's just not going to matter because they have shifted our entire election process. Now, I think a lot of people listening right now, you're going to vote on election day. I like to vote on election day. That's not going to be the norm. I, I am sticking with my prediction. This will be a 75-25 primary 75% of the ballots cast will happen before the polls open on Election Day. It's wrong. That's not the way it's designed. This isn't a, a traditional election anymore. This is all just going out and collecting ballots. They call it ballot harvesting. It should be outlawed in Rhode Island. I also think there's going to be controversy surrounding this um, because that's why you don't see a lot of people why spend money on ads and billboards and television if now the whole name of the game is going out and literally collecting votes and if you're a campaign worker you get paid per vote so you know do the math if you get paid $15 a ballot or $20 per vote $20 per vote and you turn in 1,000 votes the campaign will pay you $20,000. It's it's that simple, and it's guaranteed. Whereas if you just run a commercial on television or put up a billboard, there's no guarantee that that's going to result in anything. So that formula is out. It is not good, as they like to say, for our democracy, for this type of um, new wave to, to take off. The other thing I want to mention is this whole business of how um, they, they're going to, it would seem Governor McKee is going to sign in driver's license for illegals. And he is, it's all Providence issues. It's all Providence issues that they're trying to push across. I don't think that plays once you get outside of Providence. As a matter of fact, I know it doesn't. If you were to put that on the ballot outside of Providence, I think it fails 80-20. Uh, but Governor McKee continues to run a very progressive administration he likes to say that he's just a moderate democrat but no evidence of that at all all right a lot more ahead you're listening to the john DePietro show the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com joining right now he is a columnist with the boston globe and he's Dan McGowan. And Dan McGowan, I'd like to start off, and folks, in just a moment, we're going to tell you how you can get Roadmap each day. It arrives in your inbox. It is filled with no information. A lot of thought goes into it, uh, much more than I could ever pull off. He does it fresh each morning, links to all the stories of the globe. It is Dan McGowan. And I like how you break out what would a tax holiday, gas tax holiday, mean for people in the state. Yeah, you know, I mean, this was this is the benefit of and, and John, it's almost like it's it's a little bit like doing radio, you know, you're in the moment you can sort of react to like, yes. what you, uh, you know, what you wake up to and essentially for, you know, this morning had a different plan. But then you see that Joe Biden's going to say, you know, I want to cut the 18 cent uh, federal uh, gas tax for uh, for about three months. And I want states to do it, too. And so I said, you know what, like, that's the most important thing of the day, like, <laughs> Rhode Islanders should understand, like, what this potentially could mean 
um, you know, for for, for them. And you're talking about almost, you know, or more than 50 cents uh, per gallon um, if you were to get both, if you were to get the federal tax uh, break and the or suspension and a state one. Now, you know, my my sense will be that you probably will get it federally. You know, I, I don't think Joe Biden would be planning to, you know, publicly call for this if he didn't think you could, you know, get some support for it. Um, I think it's much more difficult on the state level. You've heard, you know, Governor McKee has said, look, we looked at it. We, you know, we thought that uh, it wouldn't actually provide as much relief as people might think it, it does. And, you know, I, I pointed this out in Roadmap today. Don't forget, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Barack Obama, you know, first campaign for president, uh, both John McCain and Hillary Clinton wanted to suspend the gas tax at a, you know, at a tough moment um, in the economy for the economy. And he was the one that kind of led the way and said, look, this is a gimmick. It doesn't actually work that well. Um, And then, you know, it's a, it's a problem when you want to bring it back, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I do think that there will be at least kind of a a something of a revised conversation here because you're going to hear a lot of both Democrats and Republicans in the state say, Hey, we, we proposed this a while ago. Then you get the president to say, you know, they want to do the president of the, you know, of the democratic, you know, the, the person of your own party when it comes to the right. key. Um, and so I think there'll be another conversation about this, but my guess is you're going to split the baby. You're going to get a federal da- uh, gas tax suspension. You're probably not going to get one on the state level. You know, I saw um, Larry Summers was on Meet the Press over the weekend. He he thinks it's like just a gimmick that that's really not the solution. But but Dan McGowan, if if you are in fact, you know, you got a September primary coming up for all the the Democrats, especially Governor McKee, you'll take any type of good yes. news. And let's face it, if you talk, start talking fifty cents, if then it starts, you know, then there's there's actually a possibility you could flirt with going below four dollars, even if it's just three ninety nine. That's a big mental thing. It'd be huge why, mental, yep. Right, that's the, the the greatest invention of whoever came up with just ninety nine cents. Yes, um, right. But so um, this, I, I think you're right, and especially this summer, that's an excellent point though. This was something bandied about by the Republicans that couldn't gain any traction. Locally, yeah, locally. yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. And they, and, and look, they, if you think about it, I mean, if I were the Republicans right now, I remember Senator Taylor Cruz, that was, you know, one of the loudest uh, supporters of this, you know, if you had done this back when she was asking for it, you know, I do think people would feel it a little differently. You know, if you, if you could have suspended the gas tax, I don't know, for the rest of the year, let's say from, I don't know, March on, uh, you know, I, I think people would feel a little bit better because you'd see all the national coverage of, you know, of these crazy gas prices. They'd still be insane in, uh, in Rhode Island, but, it, you know, it could have, you know, been uh, sort of, it, it could have been something, like you said, mentally, I think it could have really helped. Now, you know, in this case, I think the trouble, I, I, if, I, if I'm the Democrats here in Rhode Island, because as you said, with the September primary, I would you know, actually be taking this pretty seriously. I think nationally, though, it's a huge problem because if, if you're, you know, if you're the, the Democrats nationally and you want to suspend this until September, you know, that's when everyone's going to be paying attention to the Good general point. election. Yes. And, and so I think it becomes, you know, you better be prepared to extend yeah. that through the election because nobody wants to be the, you know, the person on the ballot that says, yeah, yeah, we just essentially raised your tax Good point. Um, you know, so I think it's a it's actually it makes more sense politically in Rhode Island to do it until September than it does, I think, for for President Biden. Folks, we speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe and Dan McGowan. We've you know, I've had some uh, constructive criticism. I'd like to think of uh, Governor McKee. But that photo in the Boston Globe by Mark Stockwell of him sitting at the desk in the red mom's in action. If, if you are the McKee campaign. You can't get a better image or home run than what took place yesterday. Oh, it com- again, and for our listeners out there, I think you, I think you would agree. It, this isn't necessarily about the policy or anything like that. It's just the imagery yes. uh, uh, here, uh, you know, particularly for a Democratic primary. Um, I think you're exactly right. I saw uh, Governor McKee yesterday morning. We were both at a uh, a panel. 
uh, at the convention center, and he had a skip in his step. He was he was uh, he was feeling pretty good that he was going to sign this uh, these gun bills, you know, into law. I think he felt really. I think he just felt like he was in a really good place, and um, you know, and and for good reason. Again, for in a democratic primary, you know, you get to say, "I'm the governor who did this," and you know, he he was smart. I don't know how strategic this was, but. He was smart when, uh, what, just a couple of weeks ago, he said, you know, send those bills to my desk. I'll sign them. Um, you know, he got his sound bite there to say, yep. you know, he gets to, he kind of gets to say mission accomplished. You yes. know, for, for the last couple of weeks, um, you know, I've been somewhat critical of him just to say, like, I'm, I'm a little surprised he hasn't taken more credit for what, what he, you know, for, for getting these gun bills, you know, through the legislature and, getting, and signing them. But uh, you're right. I think that picture looks good. He was able to, um, you know, he, he was able to have the the woman from Mom's Demand in town, uh, which is, you know, a big deal for, for, for him, again, in, in for a Democratic primary audience. Yeah, the challenge that he still has, I, and I picked up on this, again, we were both speaking on a, a, on a summit, uh, you know, about economic development yesterday. Wow. And he was, <laughs> the interesting thing about him is that because he tends to be a little monotone, a little, you just don't see him very excited or very yeah. dynamic. You, you almost forget that, you know, he, he, again, he was the one that was saying, I want to get these gun bills done. He almost doesn't get to take enough credit at times because he, he kind of just lacks that sort of dynamic, you know, uh, presence that he has does this whenever he speaks, you know, he almost kind of can rattle through his accomplishments, but not in a way that, you know, makes you kind of feel very good about him. And that's, that continues to be, I think the challenge he faces, you know, if I'm him right now, and I'm running in this democratic primary, you know, I'm looking at all these things that I've accomplished. And, and if I'd be able to make this case to voters, you know, got the guns stuff done, haven't yeah. raised your taxes of, you know, we're trying to do even more tax relief, excuse me, all these things, you know, he has a compelling case to make for reelection, you know, minus some of the scandal stuff, things like that. Of course, he he would never address any of that, you know, as he makes his case for governor. The the challenge that he just faces is he isn't the most exciting kind of figure in this this field or in the, you know, or or in the state. And so he almost, he, he almost like hurts himself in some ways because, he kind of can't really kind of bring everybody together to say like, they feel really good about him. Something Gina Raimondo got a lot better at over the years. She became very good at kind of making everybody, you know, feel like she was in charge and, and then rattling off her accomplishments in a way that felt powerful as opposed to just, you know, you're reading a list. Yeah. I'm going to write about this simply because I, I like, um, I I regard him and described him in another conversation as he's the safe prom date. You know, he's got a part-time job. The families know each other. He won't fully embarrass you on the dance floor. Pulls yep. up in his father's vehicle and so forth. But if if you're like a high school girl, that's not like your first choice for the prom. He's not like on one of the teams or anything. He's a nice guy, and people know him. And the families know him. He's a safe prom date, but he's. He's not gonna, you know, you're not, he's not your first choice. Yeah. The challenge is, is, the challenge, I think you'd agree. By the way, if you don't write about that, I'm gonna steal that analogy. Uh, It's fantastic. The, the, you know, the, the, the issue here is there's no quarterback in this race, right? The, 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 you know, there's no star here, at least not yet. And, you know, you're, you're now inside of 90 days. Um, so, so, you know, you do start to look at who's the safe pick, who's the person that's not going to embarrass you. Um, you know, it it now becomes kind of a field of candidates who are, you know, who are okay. Um, but are not, you know, but are not that the, the, the number one choice, they're not the, the prettiest, you know, girl at the dance or the prettiest guy at the dance. And so, you know, I mean, that's where he starts to look, you know, the longer this goes, I think Governor McKee starts to look a little better. I say this every week to you, John, and, you know, Nellie Gorbea is now, he's, she's on television a little bit. I'm sure we'll talk about her commercial, but, you know, again, she goes several weeks at a time out being a factor in the news. Uh, And Governor McKee is going to command attention. If I'm him, you know, this summer, 
I'm going to be, I'm going to do exactly what I did last year, right? Which is I'm going to sign every bill and every cor- you know, corner of the state so that I can get a press conference. Television always needs stuff to cover in the summer. So you're always going to send a camera. And sure, some days you're going to face tough questions where you might step in it a little bit. But on balance, you're going to be the person that's on television every single day while your opponents you know, are really struggling to get any sort of attention at all. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan of Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families specializing in ambulatory medicine diagnostic treatment service at med urgent care they provide immunization school sports physicals they're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical orthopedic and trauma work-related injuries physical exams drug testing full laboratory services and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. I want to stay with the governor's race Dan McGowan, one thing I'll say about Governor McKee with these different events like yesterday. And by the way, for the listeners, I think the magazine limit, I I don't think that's going to stand up within the U.S. Supreme Court. I think Uh, it will struggle. I agree. Yeah, they can have their win yesterday. And and conversely, I'm hearing a lot of people are switching to now or at least one person switched races to running as McCaffrey. But it is bringing candidates. The Republican Party has got an uptick with some people who are going to run for office because they're upset about it. But just staying with the, the governor's race for a moment, um, I Governor McKee's at least breaking through in the news with some of this coverage. You t- I, I haven't had one person say to me, boy, I saw that Helena Folks television campaign. Dan McGowan, I think it's what I've talked about. What we have talked about is I, I think they have to change strategy. I don't think anymore that's the way that you break through into the conversation with people. I think you're totally right. You've, you've actually been to your credit. You've been spot on on this for a while now because uh, you know, I'm, I still was thinking very traditionally in this election. You just have to, uh, you have to be on television, especially if the the lesser known you are. Um, You're right. I mean, you talk to people in the, the Helena folks camp, you know, I was talking to somebody just yesterday. They said to me, Oh, did you see that, uh, that mayor Picozzi and Warwick, you know, hosted her for something. And, and, the, the did you see was a tweet was you know there was just some picture you know wow. on twitter and i and i'll be honest i said you know i'm pretty informed i didn't yeah. see I, I had no idea you're in the one percent <laughs> right but yeah wow. exactly and i was like no I, I i didn't pay attention to that and i think that's how much they're struggling oh. you can't imagine a time where a candidate for governor a serious candidate by the way i mean raised millions of dollars she's yes. you know, she's a serious candidate oh, yeah. is, is you know has people saying to her well here's a sign of some momentum that that on twitter the mayor of warwick oh, said she's great or something Holy uh, cow. that's that's what they're dealing with right now and they haven't oh. been they have not been able to break out and not you know close. the 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 conversation you know for a long time in this race i think we all thought all right, you're going to have Governor McKee do his thing. You're at some point you're going to see Helena folks break through. She's going to have the, you know, the Gina 2.0 thing going for her and that will crowd Nellie Gorbea out. If I'm at this point, I think it's reversed. I think if yeah. if, if I'm Nellie Gorbea, you know, if, if I have any ability to make the case to people in the Helena folks camp or, you know, her kind of her supporters things like that, I'm saying, look, if we both stay in the race, we're guaranteeing a Dan McKee, you know, uh, primary because uh, primary victory, because, it, you know, Helena will get enough support to be a spoiler here. But right now, I mean, she's far more Clay Pell than she is Gina Raimondo. 
hundred percent. And and just the fact I can clearly tell you, Dan McGowan, the most Rhode Islanders are not on Twitter. And I'll count me out is count me into that as well. I didn't see that at all. Yeah, I think that's the right. And John, you and I are again. You are you and I are one percent, maybe even worse than that, probably. And and what I want people to know is, I consider we're in the one percent of people that really pay attention to what's going on in the news and are up on things and. Kind of a lot doesn't, uh, you know, get get past the certain number of people that that are in that camp. I also judge it by she's got a lot of people on the payroll. Yes, she's, she's the, these are not volunteers. These are she is spending money on salaries. I just wonder how much longer. Let's talk about the Nelly Gobea uh, spot. Damagawan. She is finally up. Not a huge campaign, by the way. Not a huge amount. No, but definitely a presence. You know, sends a message to the to her you know, team that, Hey, we're for real. There it is. Um, I, I definitely don't think I'm going to see that one now that the Celtics are done with the championship. <laughs> I'm not watching any television as a matter of fact, but you, what do you, what do you think of the spot? Well, you know, I, I, I thought one thing, it shows you uh, the challenge she faces a two term statewide office holder who's been running for governor for a year uh, needs to kind of, introduce herself to the voter yeah. i mean very much right off the top she says you know me and rhode island have a lot in common we're underestimated and we're small or whatever it is you know the th- that's a really interesting tactic you know eight years ago she she used kind of the cute campaign ad to uh to kind of accelerate because she was introducing herself to voters you know in a, in a race that nobody really paid attention to secretary of state you know to have to do that again essentially yeah when you're when you're within 90 days of a of a primary i mean that just shows you how how little i think the electorate is is actually paying attention you know a, the a lot of the the coverage so far of her ad has been boy she you know she said she's going to raise taxes on corporations and oh. I, I i said to somebody yesterday you know i was like what do you think of that like it seems like it's an easy thing to attack oh you're going to see McKee and folks do and they did they they both you know he said they they questioned that decision the person said to me, look, the way these campaigns work is you you pull everything, you you see what tests well, and then you cut ads based on the three you know major issues that test well. And the person said, I- I'll bet you that the way they ask questions, people tend to have, you know, strong feelings on corporations. Yep. You, you, you think big corporations, you yes. think they, they always have loopholes, things like that. And that's the case that she's making. The, the only challenge with it is, is that, I think it now you'd have to be really in tune to have paid attention to this yesterday, but the coverage is a little bit, you know, Nelly Gorbea wants to raise your taxes. It wasn't this kind of nuanced conversation of, right. You know, corporations are bad. And, yeah. and so, you know, if I'm, if I'm her, I'm going to face the attacks. Now, again, she's testing this, thinks it probably plays. I think what she's in this tough place is she wants to be the furthest to the left that can yep. win. Right. So she's never going to be left of Munoz and, and of um, Matt Brown. But I think she wants to make the cases. Look, I'm right here in the middle of you've got the folks on the on the far left. that can't win. You've got people a little bit right of me. I'm the most liberal candidate that can win. And I think that's what she's trying to kind of uh, to, to make that argument. And we'll see. It was only a forty-one thousand dollar, I think, uh, purchase of the ad. So she's. This is. Uh, you, you kind of just alluded to this. It's. It's a little bit of a make everybody in your campaign feel good. It's. You know. Hey, we're serious. We're on television now. Um, it's not going to be the thing that dominates the day, and that's why I'm even more surprised by the fact that she decided to. You know, to say we're going to raise taxes because. You know, this is mostly meant to be. This is your time to do the cute commercial, the right. you know, get get your daughter in the commercial or or something like that. To you know, just say to everybody, look, we're serious. We've raised enough money to get on television, and we're going to go forward. Instead, you know, you 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 got a little bit of a news cycle out of it, and that that news cycle is, I'm Nelly Gorbay, and I'm going to raise your taxes. What do you make of the line of, uh, and I'm not from a politically connected family. You know, the, the the political sort of the opposition research uh, uh, world, you know, the, the folks on on the other campaigns are now pushing really hard because Nelly Gourbet actually does come from a relatively well-off family you yeah. know, in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, I think it's going to be unless unless I'm missing something and it's entirely possible that I am. 
I think it's going to be really hard to paint Nelly Gorbea as like a corrupt insider. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a very difficult thing to do, but she opens herself up to it and she's trying to say, you know, that's your, your way. That's very much targeted at a Helena, right? That's saying, I'm not, you know, I'm not this rich kid. I'm not this person who, you know, who essentially was recruited to do this. Like, I'm going to run on my record. You know, because nobody would ever say Dan McKee is necessarily the, you know, right. a, no, he's not. an insider by any means, other than no. the fact that he's the governor. So I think, you know, she's trying to get that message across. I'm I'm the Nelly that you've always known for the last decade or so. And, um, and, and you know, you know what you get with me. I think that's what she's trying to do. But we'll see. It does Now it opens up the floodgates because now you're going to have everybody kind of scrutinizing her record and her family's record, all that kind of thing. And also, Dan McGowan, before we take a break, you, you make a very good point. Every time now she's on a debate stage, whoever came up with the idea to put it out, and, and you're exactly right, people should know this isn't something off the cuff, this business of raising taxes. The nuance of, oh, no, no, I mean for corporate, we're going we're gonna to do that. That, you know, now you have to take more time to explain right. it, right? Like, I, I kind of get the idea, and if I were in the room, I get there saying, Let's completely wipe Matt Brown out. And by the way, talk about another one who's invisible and belongs on a milk carton. When's the last time? I mean, he is like completely running a stealth campaign. Um, but I, 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 I think it was a mistake simply because then you have to go and, and explain it, it just as you said. It's just, I mean, think about this. Go back four years unforced ago. Unforced era. Yeah, a know. complete unforced era because think about it. If you go back four years ago, you and I have laughed about this over, over time. Remember that debate stage, Gina Raimondo, Alan Fung, Joe Trillo. Alan Fung gets asked the Donald Trump Pat question. Yeah. And we all kind of roll our eyes at it. But Alan Fung had to spend, you know, 45 seconds <laughs> uh, explaining that, yes. you know, uh, it's a funny story. And he and, and, and Trillo's right. yelling in the background <laughs> and, and he, he looks goofy. I mean, let's just face yeah. it, he did. And, and I think that's that's exactly right. You, you have to now ex- explain this, and particularly on a debate stage, uh, where you're going to say taxes, you know, oh. eight times in a minute, and yeah. everyone's going to say, I don't even know what you just said. I just know I'm not going to raise your taxes. Right. That's exactly right. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. J apostrophe S Broadway Appliance and TV. Located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Springtime, summer, this is the best time to grill outside. They have a great selection on grills. They also have a great selection on all appliances family-run business since 1963 remember you're going to deal directly with the owner and they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances do you need a new refrigerator how about a new dishwasher washing machine dryer oven microwave jay's broadway appliance look for them online at jsappliance.com also on facebook springtime summer is grill time stop in and see them they're open monday through friday from 10 to 5 you can make an appointment for more personal saturday and sunday appointments jay's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 better yet drive in and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield we're speaking with dan mcgowan of the boston globe and uh, I want to give credit to those that pushed for this legislation. For, uh, Dan McGowan, you have it in roadmap, and then it did happen. I was actually kind of skittish about this because early on, Pat Crowley and Bob Walsh were against it. Yep. But in passing the bill criminalizing sexual contact between authority figures, I, I think Julie Kashmir in North Kingstown and that naked fat test story just it, it was still won't, won't go away. And never mind, there haven't even been. We don't know if there'll be charges brought, but. This is one of those things that um, I got to think that the unions just felt that in this political climate, maybe it it just wasn't the the hill to wage war on. There still were some people that voted against it. But I give credit to those that I I thought the teachers union would have would have killed this legislation. Yeah, I mean, look, they've killed it for years. Uh, I I think you've hit it on the head. This is one of those ones that 
you know, given what happened in North Kingstown, kind of given everything else happening, I think, you know, in the state and in, in the country, when you just think about, you know, lots of issues that are, um, that are more important than this one uh, to kill, it was what I would say, not, not that this is a very important bill. Um, and I think they realized, they kind of read the room and realized this isn't one to really fight. I mean, you're right. I think it's a credit to Representative Casimiro. Um, look, Erica Sanzi, the blogger out of Cumberland, has been talking about this for years. She has. And, 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 and you know, she's not a household name to folks, but this is a person who who was pointing this out for years. And, you know, almost what the bill was, was essentially, you know, kind of single-handedly killed by the unions because they didn't like her. They didn't like her tone. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of, like, petty, just let's kill it just because we can um, you know, you certainly know, no, uh, I, I couldn't imagine any member of the, the teachers union leadership in either union would say, you know, they support the idea of, you know, a teacher being able to carry on a relationship with a student, but they, they almost killed it in, just out of spite for years. Right. And now to the credit of a lot of people, and again, unfortunately it takes something like North Kingstown to make this you know, a, a, a sort of tangentially related and a, and a big topic. Um, and, and it's a good, I think it's a good thing for the state. So it's a good, it's a good thing, you know, but you're right. I, I would, wouldn't, I think in any other year, or if you didn't have North Kingston, I think this would have been another year where the bill fell by the wayside. Speaking of uh, North Kingstown, Dan McGowan, just your thought, your former colleague, folks, Dan McGowan had worked at WPRI. Uh, what Eli Sherman, Tim White put together, that, that the, I think the last time I saw something of that magnitude was maybe at 60 Minutes. They were talking to someone from the Gambino crime family, yeah. was like giving them information. Uh, you know, you, you were there. What that went into to get the former students, assure them, we're, we're going to give you a letter as instead of your name. We're going to use A, B, C, D, E, and so forth. We're, we're not going to, you're going to, we're going to disguise your voice. We're going to disguise your appearance. And then on top of that, you know, to his credit, Tim White, your former colleague, made news about these puberty tests that the guy had. We didn't, we didn't know that. Didn't even know. When they tried to shut down the naked fat test with the machine. Boy, this guy is just relentless, allegedly. This Coach Thomas that he's like, oh, okay, then we'll start doing puberty tests. I mean, it just doesn't end. This is the the power, I think, of television. Um, yes. That that good look, point. You know that that newspapers, quite frankly, don't have, and no, you know that that the ability to kind of tell that story the way they did. And let's be just clear about this. You know, the, um, the difficulty in getting, you know, men, boys, whatever to, to talk about this, uh, you know, the amount of, I think, of work that went into that is, is incredibly impressive um, and, and really powerful. tells that powerful story. You're right. I mean, every week when whenever we talk about this, you know, we use the you know we use the word predator and things like that. I mean, it continues to appear more and more like, you know, this was you know. I mean, he thought this out in a lot of ways. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a weird quirk. It was how am I going to get more of this? Um, and it, it, it's it's heart wrenching, and so you know I, I think you, you've been very nice and, and, and thoughtful to to uh, my colleague Amanda Milkovitz, who's broken a lot of stories on this. Huge. You know, I think the combination of being able to tell the story very thoughtfully in print, but also then seeing what Channel Twelve has done with with being able to just get people on camera, um, it's a powerful and unfortunate story that uh, I, I think is going to continue to live on. You know, I, I think the other news that was made last week was. You know, this this the investigation is still ongoing and they hope to potentially have an announcement uh, down the line. The one thing I noticed from I believe it was the newsmakers interview last week with Tim White, um, it certainly appeared as though the U.S. attorney was suggesting this is good. This could end up being, you know, kind of civil oversight stuff in North Kingstown, more so than, you know, a significant criminal penalty. Um I think that's not going to be good enough for a lot of people. And that there's going to be a real discussion about how that all plays out. Folks, again, we're speaking with David Gowan of the Boston Globe. And there's another piece in uh, the Boston Globe today that Rhode Island seems poised to do is the uh, Ed Fitzpatrick, your colleague, Rhode Island poised to provide driver's privilege cards to undocumented residents. What's interesting 
should be noted was in Massachusetts, Governor Baker vetoed this. Uh, the General Assembly overrid the, the veto. I think they I think in mass they, they're putting it on the ballot now to be revisited. To me, a lot of times this is one of those stories uh, and issues, I should say, that it, for some people it can be a voting issue. Uh, maybe it's not as much in the past, but. But then, like right now, it could it could flip where Mass could then revoke them, and then Rhode Island is moving to present them, which you know you then that could kind of have a little bit of a magnet effect. Uh, it was the 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 hit and run that happened in late April, early May. Uh, Marsha Wrangland Vassal's aunt, uh, yep. seven, turning seventy six years old, the guy took an illegal U turn on Union Avenue. He lives in Providence, but he's got a a license from Massachusetts. He's from Guatemala and he needed a translator in court. But go ahead, Dan McGowan. Yeah, I mean, I look, this is one of those things. I, I think this is especially um, you tell me if, if I'm wrong with this. You, you understand Republican, you know, party politics more than I do. But if I'm if I'm some, I, I think this plays incredibly well for somebody like an Ashley Kalis because 100%, absolutely. The, and, and my thinking on it is you know, there's there are issues that are just non-starters in in a blue state like Rhode Island. So, like the Republicans have to stay away from you know abortion, generally speaking, in a general election. I think you probably have to stay mostly away from guns in, in a general election. But this is one of those issues that I think can rile up your base, yeah, um, and converts. You know, there are a lot of people up there, even in the General Assembly, that feel very uncomfortable about this. Um, you know, and, and there's a reason it's been opposed. I mean, you've even seen over the years, I think Anastasia Williams has, you know, been a little bit critical, although I think yep. she ended up supporting. Um, and so, you, you know, th- this is one of those issues that can rile up your Republican base and then also kind of move moderate to conservative Democrats yes. with you. So I, I think it's a it's an issue. Um, particularly you can you can use that contrast hey if Ma- massachusetts is doing this thing they're putting it on the ballot which i think you're right about um yeah you know you're gonna go we should be doing that you can always push it off and again it it gets the people who kind of need a little bit of a kick in the butt to go out and knock a door or, or donate i think it i think it can play really well i don't think it'll play at all in a democratic primary um <clears throat> but that's your there's your you know big difference it's a way to highlight that hey I'm a Republican. I'm a real Republican in this race. I'm giving you a choice. Um, and meanwhile, the Democrats, you know, don't care about this issue at all. It, when, when you get outside of Providence, you know, you play that to Cranston, Warwick and South. I'll tell you, Dan McGowan, if this were on the ballot, it's going down 75, 25 or 80, 20 in those places. I, I think um, you might be right. Yeah. I, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of now th- this, this changed a, a bit, but you know, when the, the last election we had the plantations question on the state yes. name and it ends up passing. But remember about a decade before that, it went down pretty overwhelmingly. This remind this is kind of one of those issues that I think, you know, people might think because it's a blue state, you know, it, it would pass. It passes in Providence, it passes in the cities. But I, I think, yeah, the, the, you know, even right next door, Cranston, Warwick, I think there's a lot of folks who would be, very concerned about this and it costs governor mckee basically his relationship i mean one one person who's really against it is mayor policina the mayor of johnston that's right um, who continues to uh um i'm gonna say i was gonna say flirt but i don't want this to sound in any way inappropriate he continues to uh have conversations with other candidates in this race for governor because that divide there in johnston yeah. is very real it is. And I think it just it, it gives Ashley Kalis another thing to tick off. That's it right. It's really good in a commercial when that becomes one of the things um, this is. Governor McKee is definitely gravitating. And get, look, at he's inseparable with his lieutenant governor. Uh, but but it, he's really riding Providence issues. Yes. And, and again, in Providence, in a Democrat primary, it helps him. You get outside of Providence, a lot of these issues do not don't play. You would not see the mayor of Warwick or Mayor Hopkins. You would not see them in any way trying to show support. I don't know about Mayor Grabian, but I don't even think uh, Mayor Baldelli Hunt and certainly not Lombardi or Policina. They are they're not on board with that at all. Uh, Folks, again, we're speaking with uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe and Dan McGowan. Any other things um, about the races that? 
uh, stand out for you. It, it's still it's very quiet in uh, in CD2, the Democrat primary. I mean, you know, Sarah Morgenthal went up. I still don't see anything or hear anything about a debate. It doesn't seem like there's going to be any debates in the gubernatorial until maybe in, in August. Um, I think the big action is going to be ground game with a lot of the races coming up. Yeah, you know, we were talking before about does does television matter in any way? Sarah Morgenthau learns pretty hard that it doesn't it doesn't no. necessarily you know automatically spike you no. to be uh, you know the the front. Even look, I, I think in that race in CD two, that's so interesting. That's the the Langevin seat, of course, is. We haven't even seen the viable alternative step up yet to, to no. Seth Magaziner. You know, I, I, for a little while, I did think Joy Fox could make a case. She hasn't done it. Um, you know, the, the obvious person would be Morgenthau because she's got money, but she has made, I mean, Nowhere. I, I mean, you get the emails done. She's, yeah. you know, getting endorsed by Governor Pastore's son. I mean, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and then and then the the person that you know the other kind of person that would make a lot of sense again as an alternative is a David Siegel, who you know everybody keeps telling me, look, he's going to have he's going to have energy, he's going to have people behind him. You know, he's he's always been a good organizer and activist. I mean, it continues to be. Hey, you know Elizabeth Warren, who can't vote for us, is supporting us. It can like it's it's national, you know, invisible man. Yeah, it's he's. You pointed this out a couple weeks ago when we talked. Even his interviews, he's doing. You know, oftentimes he's doing them on, uh, you know, on Zoom. Zoom. Um, and so I think you know we've got. I think this too cool for the room. Exactly. He hasn't changed at all. I can't get over it. This, this week, Sunday, will be the, the Democratic nominating convention and, um, you know, be interesting to see. I, I think it'll go fairly status quo. Be interesting to see if there's any re- endorsement in that race for governor. But I think it's fairly clear that uh, Seth Magaziner, who I've been very critical of, but has done everything he needs to do. He's raised the money. He's consolidated the support. Um, he's done everything he needs to do to win this race um, in the primary. And then I think you know, I still think he's a. T- I think Alan Fung is going to be a very difficult person to beat in that general election. Yes. But you know, the overall case here, I- I'm really surprised. I'll tell you one thing. You know, you know, I love Providence a lot. So pr- the the mayor's race. One thing to watch late next week. This will be so we could probably talk about it next week. Is you're going to see the the Providence Democratic um, City Committee make their endorsement. And while everyone, I think, in the city kind of thinks of Brett Smiley as the, um, the front runner, the favorite right now, don't be surprised if you see Gonzalo Cuervo actually sneak oh, yeah. away and, and win that endorsement um, next week, which will be kind of interesting. It means he'll have, you know, the star next to his name, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so just keep an eye on that because I think you will see Mary Ellen Goodwin, the senator. She's the chairman of that committee. She's supporting Gonzalo Cuervo. So I think it's something to keep an eye on. But you haven't, I mean, there's just no energy in any of these races. No. It's stunning to me. My, my money's on him to win the primary. He'll win the primary. That's he, fascinating. He, he will win the primary. Uh, Dan McGowan, early voting starts this, this Friday is June 24th. Early voting starts August 24th. August 24th. The <laughs> clock is ticking. It's really the month of July and then a sprint into August. Early voting starts. Uh, the, I believe one last thing in uh, last in 2020, it was 65 percent of people voted before the polls open on Election Day. Thirty five percent voted that day. I think this time with all the new and Governor McKee signed it in. I, I think we're going to shift to 75, 25, 75 percent of the votes will be cast before the polls open on primary. And day. in some cases, to your point, in some cases, several weeks before. I mean, think yes. about it. <laughs> What if there's a big last, yeah. you know, last week of the election what, surprise? What if he got indicted? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, each day I start off with roadmap. I'm very uh, routine oriented, very habit, and, and it is absolutely a habit. Dan McGowan, if you'd be so kind right now to just extend that to everyone who's listening. Yeah, very simple. Uh, and like John said, we talk about this every week. You're going to get new stuff from me. Sometimes it's reporting. Sometimes it's analysis. You get all of the stories by my 
colleagues about Rhode Island in the globe. And then you get a great breakdown. You know, you, you get the, I mean, some of the U S open coverage this week was fascinating. Fantastic. Uh, um, was Excellent. really good stuff. So lots of good sports. You get all the, you know, the perks of, of what a really powerful regional news organization can offer. And very simple. I sum it up for you in email every weekday morning, send me a blank email. R-I news at globe.com. R-I news at globe.com. You don't have to write anything else and you'll start getting tomorrow morning. One last note, and the Globe has it, of course. You know, uh, Dan McGowan, the retirements in sports, it's really not retirements anymore. <laughs> I mean, it used to be a big deal when they go, and a lot of times they'd start crying. It, now, like Gronk, I, he, he'll be back, and he just doesn't want to go through training camp. <laughs> exactly. He may like, join them, like, in October, November. John, it's, it's like, like you and I It's it's like you and I saying, right after the election, you know what, I don't want to deal with this from uh, November 15th through right. March. <laughs> yeah, but that, remember, Brady retired yes. back in the spring. Then he's back. Doesn't mean anything. It just means you don't like the deal that's on the table right now. <laughs> Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the, uh, the Boston Globe. Dan, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks, John. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipetro.com. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys. Old things you don't even use anymore. Old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home. And then they'll take it away when you're done. Whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401 401- 6880517 come on brother call brothers disposal look for them on facebook they have those purple dumpsters they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brothers disposal today whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings get a dumpster in your driveway or business brothers disposal 401 688 0517